Oh my goodness, can you believe the craziness of Project 2020? I am here today, episode 89, to help you understand how to navigate the absolute insanity taking place at Project 2020. Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Hey, what's up, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 89 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Proud members of the BenchClear Media Network, benchclear.us. Go check it out. Lots of new shows being added. I'll just leave it at that for now. We'll keep keep your eyes on it for the next couple weeks. Um, some good stuff happening there. Um, also, real quick, shout out to thedailyhobby.com. If you haven't checked out thedailyhobby.com, go do it. Well worth your time. It is an aggregated news site focused on helping you just have a single source for all the hobby news that happens every 24, 48 hours. It's a real quick, you know, easy... Um, pop in, pop out, see kind of what's trending in different categories of the uh, sports car world and help you get a, get a pretty good grasp of different, you know, content sources in the hobby. And uh, you can check things out really quickly. So good stuff there. But today, like I said, we're talking all about Project 2020. And my, oh my, what a polarizing topic that has been the last couple of weeks. Um, look, if you don't know what Project 2020 is, I mean, go to Top Site and check it out. But it's, it's pretty simple, right? 20 iconic rookie cards um, being recreated by what Tops would say is culture-defining artists. And uh, I think that's a pretty fair statement, right? If you go to any one of these 20 artists and kind of look at their social following and really their presence in, 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 in media and uh, in, in the world, they are they're pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool stuff. Most of these people I'd never heard of and I've been doing research on them and it's, uh, it's fascinating to see what a cool thing it is to see some of these guys uh, bringing in their communities, their networks into the sports card world. And uh, I mean, look, from streetwear designers to tattoo artists to jewelry designers, they're all, you know, they have their take on these really cool, really great iconic cards. And so every every business day, you see two new cards released and every artist, every one of these 20 artists is recreating one of these 20 cards. So you have, you have 400 cards and uh, we're on card 92. Two, I believe, is where we're at right now. So, uh, yeah, we got we got a ways to go. Well, a ways to go for sure. And uh, real quick nuance on that, right? If you order a Project Twenty Twenty card, you have the opportunity of pulling a gold one of one, gold bordered, gold frame border. Um, you can also be one of the first if you pop in when they're released and grab a silver, which I believe is an artist proof number to twenty. If you're one of the first people to, to pop in there, you can pay, you know. 200 bucks for those. But the cool thing about Project 20, again, if you don't know, it's it's print on demand, right? So you go in there as a, as a normal collector, you spend your $20, you can buy one card and, and you're guaranteed to get it if you buy within that 40 hour period. It's a, it's the print run is strictly determined by how many they sell during that 40 hour period. And the thing was, right, when this really kicked off, I believe it kicked off right around mid-March, um, you, it, it kind of flew under the radar. People were, I mean, the print runs were, you know, sub 2000. Um, I think the, the most that we saw in the, the initial, uh, let's just say the initial 20 was, was 2,900, I believe by the, the trout as card number four, the one that Ermsey, Ermsey drew. 
Um, but all the rest, you know, were hovering, you know, anywhere between 1100 up to 2900. So you had a pretty reasonable print run, right? That's a, that's a very solid print run for to, to see like that parabolic price increase, right? So you could see why it was happening, but it flew into the radar. Then you saw that Derek Jeter, number 29 by King Saladin had a, a print run of 9,800, which was pretty, pretty interesting, right? Then it dropped back down to 2,200. A couple more releases came out and then released 35 by Andrew, my, by Mike Trout. Uh, Andrew Thiel drew that one, had a, a print run of 13,000. <laughs> You're thinking, okay, some more, uh, some more interest. And then the next couple popped out back to 2,200, 2,600, 1,800. And then the next Jeter came out by Matt Taylor, 9,300. And then it's interesting, right? You kind of watch the trend and you see the, it, the print runs dip back down into the 2,400s, 2,300s. Then the Mike Trout by Ben Baller came out, print run of 34,000. And I think people, that was released 51. And I think people at that point, at that point, you were already seeing cards start to, to catch a lot of momentum. And, uh, I, you know, I, I saw that and I was paying attention at least to a certain extent at that point, I wasn't investing and buying these cards yet, but I, I at least was watching it and I was thinking, okay, you're going to see print runs 10, 15,000 from here on out. Nolan Ryan, 4,100. Next one, Griffey, Matt Taylor's 4,200. And then a Bob Gitson, George Brett and Mariano Rivera, both all three of them under 1,900. Actually, Mariano Rivera's was 1,100, which is crazy, right? And you, you, if you, again, go to, you can check out the analytics. Uh, I'll post a link to that so you guys can see some of this. But the first 60, you saw, you saw a pretty simple trend. You'd have a card pop with print run, you know, massively um, uh, overvalued, I guess, to, relatively speaking to all the others. Um and then you'd see it dip back down for the next four or five. And you saw that kind of all the way up to 51 in Mike Trout's. You saw it again through 63 Mike Trout's by Fucci. And then really about 66 with Griffey's Rochester card with a print run of 9,500. We really haven't seen print run dip below 5,000 cents. And in fact, um, since... Card number 77, Ichiro's by King Saladin. Um, that had a print run of 11,000. We've seen a pretty steady increase. And uh, I'm going to tell you why this matters here in a minute, but it, it was all kind of, it was all kind of trending, realistically trending all the way up to release number 88. And then 88's print run came out yesterday. That's Griffey's Keith Shore. That had a print run of 99,000. And I think at that point, you just kind of knew, oh boy, like <laughs> talk about overextending in the market that we have become extremely overextended. So that kind of gives you the context, the short history of print run, some of the car releases. You can get look at the visualization. It'll help tell the story a little bit better than listening for the next last two, three minutes. But the idea here is, look, there, there is a very strong case for Project 20. It is iconic. It is cool. It's bringing in a unique set of collectors and you know artists and all kinds of different people. It's really fascinating. I think some of the cards are really cool. In fact, I'm, I'm buying some of these because I want to add them just to my collection. I think this is really fun stuff to have around. Um, and I mean, the reality is like early on, right, with these lower print runs, it's, it's pretty easy to make a case that those cards can remain extremely valuable. Um, 
and 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 the, and the parabolic price rises, right? They they created this insane FOMO, right? There was so much fear of missing out that people were just buying as quickly as they could. So I I think I think there there was a there is a very strong case for some of these early cards and and some of these cards kind of going forward as well. Not to say that it's not it's all of a sudden not worth your time, but those early cards because. I think people caught on to it and they're like, oh shoot, these are sweet. I missed the first 50. Uh, it'd be really fun to build a set because I can get all the ones kind of from here on out for 20 bucks. Uh, I might as well I might as well go back and buy these other ones. And it just started creating this, this effect, this absolute kind of squeeze on prices. And you saw all these prices skyrocket, right? And, and cards like Ichiro's, you know, that had a print run of 1,300 shot up to 4,000. And, uh, you know, essentially every card print runs of sub 2000, were shooting up, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a card. And I think that that is going to continue. You're going to see those cards that are hard to get, um, kind of hang out around those prices or continue to go up because, uh, look, here's the reality. I mean, that it is a, it's a great set and it, they're not printing those again. Okay. Um, so, so again, I, I get it. Those, this is a, this is a fun set. And uh, I'm super stoked about it, but, 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 and I, I threw this on the Patreon yesterday. I think there's a very, very strong case against getting overly extended or, or even overly excited about some of the future releases. I mean, look, everyone's talking about you can't lose, right? You're going to make two X or three extra money. It's very simple. You buy one for 20 and you sell it for 50. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, it's a well-oiled machine. You're going to be able to do this all day long. Let me tell you real quick, one thing that I'm watching closely, and, uh, I'm sharing this with everybody, um, on the site. And that is daily volume, daily volume of sold transactions. And, um, this is looking at a combined number of sold items for project 2020 on eBay. And, uh, you saw essentially, minimal interest, you know, like 50, 40, you know, 60, all the way up until April 21st. And that's when you saw our first 200 item sales day on eBay. And that kind of dipped back down for a little bit. And then you go, it went back up to 200 again on, on May 3rd. And then we were at 400 a day on May 7th. And then by May 18th, we're at 600 being sold a day. And then, you know, a week later, we're at 950 on May 23rd. And then it just went crazy over the last five days. On the 24th, we had 1,400. On the 25th, we had 1,800. And then we saw a pretty good pullback. The last 48 hours were the 26th, we had 1,300. And then yesterday, the 27th, we had 1,020 sold. So I'm really watching this because this will help us tell a story of really what's happening in the overall market and really what can what's sustainable, right? I mean, um, if we, if we take a step back and kind of think through how this, how this is going to work, how this is going to play out, um, you have to realize that the interest is all there now, right? Like it, there is a ton of interest and, and, and the smart people that are, you know, that, that have their money in it, they're either buying the low print runs or, um, or they're, they're hoarding, hoarding a crap ton of some of these mid range print runs cards. Okay. So, I think that's kind of the, the the story right now, but the case against it is is really pretty simple, right? I, I think I think we're reaching a point where there just there's not enough. I don't think people realize that there's not enough 
interest in the marketplace. I shouldn't say that. There's not enough, there's not enough buyers in the marketplace to handle print runs of anything. And I, I'm staking it right around 30,000. I think 30,000 is that mark where it's just going to be really hard to move prices. So if you're, if you're buying this to, 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 to flip and to make money, then I'm just cautioning you against print runs of over 30,000. Um, you just, I mean, set your expectations very low um, because comparatively, right? So if you look at Ronald Acuna, his, his 2018 tops update, which is, is arguably one of the most popular baseball cards right now in the hobby. And it's got a good 12 to 18 months of solid runway. We can look back at data. There's only been eight, 800 of those sold of those sold on eBay in the last 12 months. Um, and I mean, look that, I mean, that's, that's fascinating to me. Look, there's, there's, there's tons of those being sold everywhere else. I get it. But when you think of that as a, as kind of a barometer that that's pretty frightening. Let's, let's look at the NBA market, right? You got a, the 2018, 19 prism silver Doncic. Again, one of the more interesting and probably the most uh, active cards in the basketball world over the last year, we have approximately a thousand sold. Um, over the last 12 months, <laughs> a thousand. Okay. So just kind of remember, I mean, I get the print runs for those cards are probably pretty comparable to, you know, and for the silvers, probably around 20,000 for the, for the updates, probably around 50,000. Um, those are, you know, somewhat educated guesses. It's, uh, it, it's just hard to move prices. Right. Especially when, when, when you don't, when you don't, you don't have all the hobby involved, right? You have a lot of, uh, newer collectors, newer artists, everyone kind of flowing in. And so you're kind of trying to figure out where the fit is inside the hobby. Um, when you look at sellers, this is also interesting comparison, right? When you look at Ronald Acuna, right? You had about 2,500 different sellers trying to sell Ronald Acuna's over the past, uh, over the past 12 months, you had about 500 sellers trying to sell in Luka Doncic's silvers over the past 12 months. You know how many uh, sellers you have for Project 2020 cards right now? 4,100. 4,100 sellers in the last two months trying to sell Project 2020 cards. Um, That is a telling, telling sign that you have just a very wide audience that is going at this from this idea that, you know what, we're going to flood the market with cards. And, um, and yeah, again, looking at it comparatively, it's, uh, it takes a long time to move cards with super high print runs because there's not as many buyers. We always overestimate the number of buyers in the market. When we see prices move, we think, well, you know what, we can, we can start flooding the market and prices are going to just continue to move up. Um, that the buyers uh, far are far un, they're far more underwhelming than you think, and um, and yeah, you see you see that when products come out right with a new release, you see all these people that you know go buy every everything on the shelves and they rip it, and then and they put it on eBay and they think you know what yeah we're gonna be fine. And you see those first few days of transactions where the big money's there, they buy up what they need. And then prices absolutely crumble, right? You see that basically for every release. It's like clockwork. 
And that's always the advice I give is like, if you're, if you're one of the first to, to the market, right, then you, you got the edge. But if you're not one of the first to market, then you have to have a clear strategy of what you're going to do, right? Set your cards aside that you're collecting and you got to have a strategy for what you're going to do for lots and sets because you will just, I mean, you'll, it's, you're catching a falling knife at that point and it's really hard. I think what we saw the last seven days and, and maybe even the last 10 days is some of the big money really came in, bought what they needed for sets. And, uh, and you, you'll, again, you'll continue to see those cards with lower print one print on move, uh, probably continue to squeeze higher, but the cards with higher print one there, there's just not enough. There's not enough buyers to, to deal with that type of inventory. Um, so my advice to, to you collectors is, and to you guys going out and buying, I mean, look, 99,000 sold. That means lots of you bought hundreds. Um, some of you may have bought thousands of these cards thinking that you're going to, you're going to go out there. Um, it, it's going to, it's going to be a long, long journey for you because, uh, because of those print runs. And, uh, the other thing to keep in mind, look, as I, as I've been monitoring kind of the, the, the transaction volume per card, right. And for the cards with higher print runs, you're seeing, obviously you're seeing more sold because there's, there's, there's more, you know, relatively speaking, more cards on the market. And so they're being sold at lower prices, but the, the last four releases, right. Some of the pre-sales, you're not even seeing them get up above 20. They're, 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 they're staying below $20 right now on the pre-sale. So, I mean, <laughs> you could technically go buy them on eBay, right? Use your eBay bucks and, and get them for better prices than you are. And you could have got them on eBay, uh, excuse me, on tops.com. So, um, just kind of keep that in mind. And I think this, the strategy there is right. Some buyers are just using that as a way to kind of get some cards out there, sell them, and then, uh, hoping that the market squeezes higher when they're starting to ship out. So, and then and again, everything, you also have this, I, this, this group of, of people that are buying hundreds and hundreds, hoping they get the one of one. Right, and then they'll unload those other cards um, onto the marketplace, and and uh, they'll take what they can get. So you're going to get a lot more of that too. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, guys, is that there is a lot of fraud. There's a lot, we've been talking about this in the Discord channel. There's a lot of fraud right now, so be very careful with what's happening with fraud. Um, you know, lots of sellers are backing out. Um, you're seeing every excuse in the book for sellers to back out of their commitments to sell their cards because they're like, well, shoot, I sold a I sold a car with a lower print run and, and, you know, 24 hours later, it's squeezed up another 20%. Um, and so it's extremely frustrating. You're going to see a lot of sellers banned. I think you're going to see some of that. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of frustrated buyers and maybe even some hesitation to buy pre-sell, um, but also buy from buyers who don't have, or buy from sellers who don't have good feedback. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, buy from credible credible sources if you can, um, is my advice there. So all that to say, Hey, look, I, I think this is outstanding for the hobby. Everyone's itching for something new tops hit it out of the park with this idea. And it's been fascinating to watch. I I am glad we get to see this happen in the hobby, but the print runs at the current pace are not sustainable. They're just not, you're going to see just an insane amount of, 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 inventory on eBay over the coming weeks for certain cards. It's going to drive cards with higher print run or lower print runs higher. It's going to, it's going to drive probably cards with mid, you know, sub 30,000, maybe at some point print runs a little bit higher, but those print runs below 10,000, I think are, are great bets for kind of long-term potential 
Um, anything above 10,000, probably anything above 30,000 is going to be really, really hard to move. Um, so good luck to you. Hopefully you're adding them to your collection. And, uh, I'm excited because there, again, there will be momentum. There will be, it's, we're going to see this ebb and flow where people are going to get a little bit hesitant because we had a print run of 99,000. You're going to see a big drop, right? You're going to see print runs probably back in the 20 to 40,000 range. You might even see some drop below 20,000 again. And if interest dies off, you might see print runs really die down. And uh, that that would be a, a very good thing. I, I'm not advocating that tops control the print run because I think that's what makes us very unique is that uh, this is truly print on demand and that kind of creates uh, this unknown factor. But uh, I know for me personally, I'm going to be watching every release that comes out and I'll probably be very selective in the cards that I think um, have good opportunity. I, I am, I'm going to do my best to build as close to a full set as I can from here on, for, uh, here on, and uh, I think it'd be great to, to kind of have this as a, as a long-term collection. But again, props to Tops. Great job, Tops. I look forward to watching this. And if you have any questions on this, feel free to put some, feel free to join the Discord channel. There's a Project 2020 channel within that Discord group. Um, or if you have any questions or comments, hit me up, podcast at breakerculture.com and have yourself an amazing week.